0: Love, talk, radio. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Anne-Marie Lockhart, and you're listening to Box Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. And today's guest is a favorite of ours, Alice Shapiro. Alice, thank you for joining me today.
1: Oh, thanks, Anne-Marie, for having me on. It's
0: a great pleasure. Now, we're here to talk about this, like, huge, exciting project that we've been working on Well, we've been working on it for a year, but you were working on it before then. So give us a quick thumbnail of what's coming in April. Um,
1: The completed book will have uh, not only my final poems, but it will also have the uh, original poems before they were edited and then a critique by many um, critics. With um, the changes that they would have liked to have seen, and uh, so you can compare the old version with the the editorial critiques, and then see the the new
0: version. Now, tell us where the idea for this started, because this is such a unique book. It's so different from anything else. So, how did you get this idea?
1: One day I was um, on the internet, of course. And, um, <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> and, and I, I saw um, an email or an advertisement or something from Robert Kiyosaki, who is the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, I think it is, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: like a very famous business person. And he was um, doing a promotional for his next book where he was offering people the opportunity to comment on the things that he was going to put into the book or what he had already written uh, up to that point in his book. And so he was uh, um, asking the the public to comment on what he was doing. And I thought, wow, that's a cool idea, so I'm going to steal it. And... (laughs) (laughs) And adapted to poetry, and uh, so that's how I came up with the I, the basic concept.
0: Now, the manuscript that you originally had, where were you in terms of its completion at the time you heard about that idea? Where were you at in terms of this whole original collection?
1: Um, hmm. Good question, but I'm very bad with time because I'm usually out in the the atmosphere somewhere, and so I have no clue. (laughs)
0: Sorry. Well, did you have, maybe the better question is, did you know which collection you were going to use that idea for? Like, was this work in itself the one you felt would lend itself best to the collaborative editing idea? Or were you not sure? Like, I'll do this, I'll figure out how to do it, and, you know, I'll revisit it later. Like, how, how did you know that particular selection of work was going to be the one to uh, to try out in this way?
1: I don't think it came to me that way. It was um, because I can't remember whether the book started first or the idea um, that I saw from Kiyosaki came first. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they're two separate things where mm-hmm. um, I was just developing um, a, a book of poems um, around a theme which was the the um, a monologue from As You Like It in Shakespeare's play. And mm-hmm. uh, so then I put the two together, but I don't know which came
0: first, the chicken or the egg. And tell me about that whole original set of poems. How, um, you know, how, how did you, you know, what a great, first of all, what a great monologue. Secondly, what a great theme. But thirdly, uh, one of the things that w- I don't think you and I have ever talked about, really, that I I like a lot about it is the structure of the work, and it's seven um, poems for each stage in accordance with the with the uh, as stages as they're laid out in the monologue itself. It evolves so nicely in that format. It's I think um, lending it that structure works better than if it were more free-flowing and kind of an ambiguous transition point, you know, each step of the way. Um, you have a lead-off poem that, kind of sets the whole thing up in terms of what it is you're exploring and then it just it flows so nicely from there even before we get into the whole editing side of it the work itself was really so well structured from the get-go um how did you come up with you know that uh, the idea for formatting it like that for putting it in that way it was
1: it really organic for you uh, in a way, it was organic because my first book was was totally, you know, random poems that I just created um, over a period of time. And I just put them mm-hmm. together in the book, but there was no order to it, no structure to it. It was just individual poems, one, two, three, four, five. Um, mm-hmm. The second book, um, I realized, wow, I can, you know, like maybe do something different with it instead of just being uh, random. And so I organized it into categories like love and um, I can't remember uh, what other the categories were, but general uh, sections. And then I, I took the poems that I had already written and plugged them into those categories. And then when Sotian, um started, I realized, well, wow, that's still doing it a little randomly. Uh, why don't I really make a structure, you know, plan this out and... Um, and base it on the structure uh, that Shakespeare used, and, mm-hmm. because that's you know like a standard thing everyone can relate to if they know it, and it would cover my life from uh, from childhood up until death that um, mm-hmm. I've experienced yet, but um, I can't. <laughs>
0: change the whole thing Alice if you know we were writing this in retrospect at this point discussing how your death had gone it'd be really weird <laughs> yet cool <My> own <laughs> no, no. Um, now now what you're saying is it's so absolutely appropriate and you know I it, the Shakespeare is so well structured and it's really it's perfect the idea of the seven poems the seven sections it's all great um and math is not even you know i don't do math very well so but i really like the symmetry of that <laughs> um well how did you get the concept for the title let's talk about that cuz that's a that's a really nice um metaphor that you expand upon but how did you stumble upon it
1: um i think that was the internet also um you know, I do so much on the internet. I, I I can't really um pinpoint exactly where things come from sometimes. Mm-hmm, but um mm-hmm. I I came across oh, I think it was a um a translation site where you can uh translate an English word into an old English word. Mm. And um so that word came up and I kind of liked it, salty and um it uh, means to dance. And then I have um a choreographer friend who I I have known from New York uh, for many years and um she uh also did some collages and so I kind of put the, all those things together and I had her uh took one of her uh, collages to um be on the cover of of the book and um mm-hmm. it it kind of worked perfectly um because uh the concept of the book in addition to Shakespeare's um uh, degrees of life um it's also a dance of life mhm so that's what i want it to- does
0: work uh. beautifully i think that's true um and i i want to direct people if they're curious to see what it looks like they can see a preview of the book itself um at www.createspace.com/preview/1098 Three nine eight, and um, you can go look at that. there's a link to that on Facebook as well, so you can go find it there if it's easier to just click on that and uh, you can see what we're talking about from the perspective of the cover as well as just the general structure of the book and um and the first section of poems, uh, along with the critiques is available at that at that uh, preview as well so um now. We we know how it started. We know the name. We know the art. Now, tell us what it was like. You did the bravest thing an artist can do. You took your work and you said, here you go. Here, everybody, read it and, you know, critique it (laughs) (laughs) publicly out in the open. And then, you know, let's see what happens. (laughs) What was that like for you? Oh, it was
1: awesome. It was really awesome. Um basically, I I discovered that uh while I was in a poetry critique group here uh, in my uh uh hometown that when the other poets would uh critique my work, it would it help me understand what I was doing wrong, what I was missing, how I could improve on a word or a concept or, you know, something they didn't think was clear. They would talk to me about it. And so I realized, hey, this is a great process. You know, it's not like they're changing my poem. Um, They're just helping me make it better. And so I Mm -hmm. thought, well, we could just, you know, use the the Kiyosaki idea and, um, you know, ask other people to to put in their two cents.
0: What was the most um, surprising thing? for you in the process now let me just give a little explanation of how we did that we we ended up um, inviting an editorial board to participate and we ended up with I think almost 40 editors I I could check that number but it sounds about right to me Um, and we had them there various um, people from various realms of poetry publishing uh, who all agreed to participate and what we did was assign them each a poem or two poems in some cases, and they critique them on um, some of the editors wrote uh responsive writing um in regard to that in the form of uh new poems, some of them produced um responsive art, some of them did both of those things um the critiques took on we didn't structure you know what they could do in the critique what they we wanted them to feel on. Un- uninhibited by that. And I think that, that really did make a difference. They they were very uninhibited in how they reacted. Yeah. But um what so what was the most surprising thing for you in that process? The first surprising thing was that so many people
1: wanted to be on board with it. And yeah. that they they wanted to put themselves out there um uh, publicly and be um, involved in the project. That was really amazing, and I, I was grateful. I was yeah. Not, um,
0: there were a few that were um, very simple critiques, and a few that got to be very extensive critiques, and um, some that were really targeted to one specific thing, others that were more generic. Um, some people approached it from the perspective of uh, they were reading the poem out of context of the book itself. Um, and for some people, that that became an issue, but for others, it wasn't. I think the the range of responses was interesting. Um, so I guess the next question is, when you when you got all the feedback, or when you as it came in over time, because this all took place over last summer um, into the fall. Right. How did you uh, go about then? T- oh, and the other thing that I forgot to mention, because I'm so I'm disorganized here. We posted these poems with the critiques at the um, the Unbound Content website, at their blog page, at the book blog page, and then readers were allowed to comment and encouraged to comment on the poems themselves, the critiques themselves, and to uh, add their voice to the to the dialogue as well. So what you had at the end of the day for each poem was a critique, and in some cases. Um, additional commentary from a bunch of people from more than one voice. So, how did you go about kind of collating all that, and then and then making a series of final revisions to the to the work itself?
1: Okay, you asked a lot of questions there, so I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you can forget half of them and just answer the one you like best. Okay, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, B, B, and all of the above,
0: right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um,
1: first of all, one of the the other um, ideas for the project was to show people that um, there are as many ways to critique a poem as there are hmm. poems, right? Uh, so that um, if someone is interested in having their work critiqued by an editor they know they can kind of look for someone who who appreciates their style or who um, can understand their style and so that you have a good relationship with your editor and it would make the process of editing uh, much smoother and more pleasant. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So that was one really good thing about this project, I think, that hopefully will help people. Um, yeah. Then um, the uh, – I. I had to make a decision about whether to chime in on some of the mm-hmm. commentary that was happening and I and pretty soon I realized that it was not a good idea for me because what happened in some cases was that the editor would would um Um, post their critique and then there would be comments from other people and uh, sometimes they would agree with the original critique and sometimes they would disagree with it and they would say why and then another person would chime in and uh, give another perspective on it and eventually what happens is they all got to realize what I was actually saying in the poem and they were just pointing out in different ways how I could improve that Mm -hmm. so it was it was it wasn't like changing my um intention it was just telling me how i could clarify my intention and make it better use it, use a different word or um a more perfect word um and i didn't always take everybody's advice um mm-hmm, and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes i would take some of their advice and not other parts um but basically it 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 was that um, they would they would point out the things that I really knew in my heart I didn't um, clarify correctly. Mhm, mhm. So sometimes the
0: matter of hearing it back to you, and sometimes a critique does that very well. It 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 sounds back to you what what you're really saying compared to what you thought you were saying in your own. Right, and sometimes
1: you, you write a poem and you kind of gloss over things. Oh, I'll get back to that later, or oh, that's a right. that's an okay word. And then someone will say, <laughs> oh, I don't like that word. Uh, oh, <laughs> they <laughs> caught me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: overall, I think so. you know, um, in terms of the – it really helped to have the book so well structured, and that structure never became the issue within the critique process. It was all – changes to individual poems that were being considered not the overall nature of the book itself and i think that really helped to keep the focus on um on each individual poem which like you said was a was another goal of the project to, to show that there are a lot of ways in poetry to convey the same idea um and right. there are a lot of ways to read a poem and there's a lot of ways to hear a poem and there's a lot of ways to edit and tweak a poem as well. And so um anything that happened in the book was really within that confine. It was not broad based, you know, I recommend you overhaul the whole book. <laughs> no mm-hmm. one said that and that wasn't that wasn't that, that wasn't the goal anyway. That would have been really off topic. So I'm, I think that that helped a lot in terms of direction. Um the I don't you know I'm very curious to see how the um, how the editors respond to the final copy and uh, versions of the poems and I w- I would love for some of them to chime in at some point on the blog or email us and let us know you know uh, what you think of the process itself because you were a vital and important part of it the readers who participated the readers who yeah. didn't who just read the whole thing but didn't comment too I'd be curious to know what their viewpoint was oh yeah um, that would be great. It was really a nice, and we had no control over (laughs) who was going to respond to different things. Um, You know, a lot of the people who responded as readers in the comment threads on the posts were people that were part of the project, but not everybody was. There were some people who who chimed in there who were not part of the project in the formal sense. So that was nice to see, and I'm glad people felt uh, comfortable enough to do that.
1: Right, and uh, also one... I'm sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> of one, on. one of the things that um was interesting to me and surprising was that um I did get a comment from uh someone who was not in the project who and it was it was um I guess kind of a negative comment and mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. someone else jumped right back in and and um you know um um defended my honor. So it was, yeah. like, <laughs> it was like a really cool Kind of way to see. I didn't have to defend myself because
0: here was someone else, you know, saying something nice, doing that for you. And you're right. Yeah. It, you're absolutely right. That di- and that dialogue was entirely organic. It was not something right. that either of us thought about at the outset. I don't think. And um, and it happened on its own. And it was uh, it was a lovely defense, but it was also rooted in in um, editorial uh, support. You know, so it wasn't. It was nice. And and it was sweet, but it wasn't only nice and sweet. It was also a justified, you know, editorial exactly. defense, which was also and and that's right. hard to do for yourself. <laughs> you know, that, that is something somebody else can oftentimes do better than we can for ourselves because right um, and it, like we, you said, it kept kept the the subject on yeah. topic. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, it did. Good. Now the book comes out next month. It's um it, we've been it's it, it's it was a huge undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Anne sure even one of us understood that when we took it on But it, it was a big deal book It's almost 300 pages Right,
1: um. <laughs> right And I'm right. so grateful to Anne-Marie And to all the editors uh, To who, all who have participated in this project Because it's, it was like a, a family, a group That, that came yeah. together to, to make it happen And, you know, it was really wonderful I appreciate it so much it's,
0: It's a real, real um, unique kind of a work, and I do um, hope everyone gets a chance to view the preview and then to also, you know, look for it when it comes out and pick up a copy because it's really not going to find too many things like this out there. It's it's very much its own entity, Um, and I I think it can be useful for anybody who's looking um, to go a little deeper in craft to see uh, what happens in the editorial process. There's so many examples of that in this book. So many different ways an editor can reshape something for a writer and how that dialogue works, even though it may not be a dialogue direct face-to-face. Like you said, you did not take every every um, suggestion that was offered to you. Um, right. And I think that it's important for writers to understand that they are the writer. They, you know, you have the ultimate say in the artistic vision of the work. So an editor's job is to sharpen that sometimes for you and to help you be very clear. Um, but sometimes, you know, the editor's perspective isn't the writer's. You know, again, we don't all read things the same way. So where those points diverge as well as where they converge is an interesting, as interesting an experience in this book, I think, as almost anything else.
1: Yeah, and I think um, it would be a great classroom tool, too, because um, yeah. people can use the um, the Internet as well as the physical book. And yeah. uh, see see the process as it grows.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 all right there. It's a you know the, the book is set up in such a way that you're first reading the final work, and then um, then it follows with an appendix that includes the original poem, the critiques, and all the commentary. And it's quite as easy as flipping from one page to another to see what the original looked like and what the the final one looked like. And then you know Perfect. you can really. Mark almost at every single change as you read it, um, or which things remain very similar so um uh, one of the things I was also curious about there were a few poems that the editors liked so much as they stood originally that um there there were no suggestions for changes made um for you was that an invitation to all right not have to look at that one again or did you then take your own editorial eye back to those poems and um possibly consider revisions of your own at that last stage of the project
1: um yes it was an opportunity for me to look at those again and you know like first um stroke my ego and um <laughs> then <laughs> and then realize you know well you know this although they liked it, I, I think this word would, would now be better because I've had some distance on the poem and I can look at it with a different eye. And, um, you know, sometimes I left the poems as they were and um, occasionally I would find some word that I could substitute and make it a little bit better. So, um,
0: let me ask you this. So now, having gone through this experience, would you do it again? Uh No. <laughs> 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 only, only
1: because I don't like to repeat myself too much. I, I understand I like, that. Yes. I like yes. to do new things, but uh, right. but I would recommend it high, highly to anyone, at least once, to do it because it's it's such a a community experience and um, a fun project. It really, really is wonderful.
0: Now, what are you working on now?
1: Um, a musical.
0: <laughs> That's a total change of pace, you know. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, not actually, because um, <laughs> because the first play I wrote was a verse play, and mm-hmm. um, that was in 1987, and it was produced and it won an award, and mm-hmm. I lost it. This is a real interesting story. I lost it in my various moves around the country, and um, uh, so in about 2005 or 2006, uh, I was looking on the internet and I saw my name so I clicked on it of course and there was my a copy of my play in the uh archive, theater archives of the Bristol University in England.
0: Wow. Now,
1: who knows how it got there?
0: And I right. tried to
1: trace it and nobody could figure out how it got there. So I sent the I sent for a copy of it and um as I was reading it over again I said, Oh, this could use some music so i uh found a um shakuhachi composer which is a japanese flute mm-hmm. um, and i had him uh compose some uh incidental music which means just a little bit here and a little bit there and um it it was a, such a fun process uh coordinating the music and uh, at the appropriate uh places in the play that um i realized i can do that again, and so it was kind of a natural progression to, to, mm-hmm. to now want to do a full musical.
0: Yeah, I could see how that would evolve like that. Um, you're always doing something that's different from what happened last time and keeping us guessing, which is half the fun of it. <laughs> Tell me yeah. about the Special Olympics promo and how that's going to work. Oh, yeah,
1: great. Um, um, there's a, a Special Olympics event happening here in Douglasville on March 29th at the mm-hmm. New Manchester High School and um they're looking for um, help on different aspects of the the uh program including donations and um so I offered to um give them a copy of, of Saltian as um a giveaway for for the uh, 350 plus uh, participants in the race and I mm-hmm. and I also said how about if we allow each participant to write their name on one of the pages in the book, and then you can raffle it off at the end of the event to one winner. And they love mm-hmm. the idea, so that's what they're going to do.
0: Awesome. I think that's a great idea. And what a great uh, project to benefit from it as well. So I'm really proud that an Unbound Content title is finding such a great uh, venue for, for um for that that kind of a thing, I think mean, that's that's a, was a great idea.
1: Yeah, and if anybody wants to contact them, their number is seven seven zero six five one two seven nine six.
0: Wonderful. We are all out of time, um, so I want to thank you for spending this time chatting with us like this. It's been a lot of fun for me.
1: Oh, me too. Thank you so much, Emery. You've been a, a dream.
0: We are looking so forward to this arrival of this long-overdue baby uh, next month. (laughs) Spring is a great time for a baby to be born, so I'm real happy about that. (laughs) Um, And keep um, your eyes open, everybody. This is going to be all over our website and the Facebook page and, you know, everywhere. You're going to see it. You'll be able to Google it and find it there, too. It will be on Amazon. It will be available in all the usual sources, direct from me at create space and um a bunch of other places too so keep your eyes open um enjoy a beautiful day and a beautiful week i'll talk to you all next week uh thanks for listening bye thanks bye